0: Welcome to Success Coaching with Eric Reed. This show is for you if you'd like to develop more strategic growth in your business and in your life, become more profitable, and develop the strategies to leading a happier, more balanced life. And now, your host, Eric Reed.
1: fantastic Friday. Um, welcome to today's Success Coaching Radio. Um, for those of you, this is a first time visit or you found us through replay. Welcome, welcome. What we like to do is sort of gather around here on Friday to just sort of add to our knowledge bank. How to be successful, whether it's you know in business or owning a business as a solopreneur, dadpreneur, mompreneur, entrepreneur, pick-up-preneur, and we try and help make sure that we are focused on success, and success not just in the terms of our business, but in our lives as a whole. So that's why we're gathered, and I'm the host. My name is Eric Reed, and I've run a couple businesses, been successful at them, sold a couple, kept a couple, and uh, coach a lot of folks, and so that's where I come into today. So one of the things I wanted to talk to... uh, everybody about is the idea of how to work from home and stay sane. More importantly, how to work from home and stay sane with your kids involved. Now, I am just going to disclose this straight off the top. I am not an, I have not mastered this completely. Forfeit to somebody who's smarter, better, and bigger than me. um, Feel free to jump on and share. But in the absence, I'm going to go from what my, experience has been over the years. And see if maybe there's a bit of information that can help you be more successful as summertime starts and you start to move into how to, you know, having the kids and managing your business, you know, keeping them both alive. Um, so where I come from in this is um, I have had many businesses where I had the ability to be at home or work from home or telecommute and. As a foster parent, we always had kids coming and going, and, you know, the dynamics were always changing, as well as I have my own two kids who are now seven and eight. So I'm in the middle of it. I've been at the teenager level of it, and I've been at the infant level of it, and I've been in the middle of it. And um, I got to tell you, there is both a privilege and, you know, I guess a stressor in being somebody who works from home. Let's be honest, we chose it. Because we wanted to be available for our family, but at the same time, sometimes being available for our family is what makes it stressful. And so we have to take the good with the bad, the easy with the hard, and keep on pushing towards our dream. I think that's the hard part sometimes is that when we're working from home, when we're, you know, have our office set up, and I always encourage my clients to set up a space. It is designated as their office. Now, the kitchen table doesn't work because that's everybody's space. You know, the the couch in the corner doesn't work because that's not an office. That's a lounging space. You know, I've had clients that have cleaned out closets and you know made the closet their space, or taken over a portion of the garage and had one car parked outside and one part car, you know, taken over that space. You know, if you're fortunate enough to have a bedroom that you can corner off, that's fine. Uh, never make it your master bedroom, because that just, it's a mixed message. It's crazy. It's confusing. But find a space that, you know, another idea that's coming to me that a client did was they took uh, curtain rods, I think, yeah, sort of a curtain rod, bathroom towel bar type of thing, and hung uh, curtains or bathroom curtains, uh, shower curtains and cornered off this bit of an alcove. So it was a little bit of a bump out, but there was enough room for a desk, and if they pulled the curtain, it was closed off. The idea is you need that space where you can say this is where I'm working. And it's not only important for you to know that when you're entering into that space that you're going into your workspace, but it's important for the kids to understand that, oh, mommy's in the office, daddy's at his office. No matter how big or how small that office is, it's got to be designated. And so that's probably the first thing that we need to do is really set up a work environment, a work environment that talks to us and tells us that we do have a legitimate job, that we do have a task at hand and that we are at work. And also that signals to other people because it can become very confusing. And I work with a lot of realtors that, you know, it's like, well, you don't have a real job. Yeah, I do have a real job, honey. The fact that I don't go into work and I don't, you know, punch a time clock or put on my suit and tie to leave the office with my briefcase in hand, I do have a real job. I can't see it because of the nature of the work that I do. That by having that defined place, that space where you can be present at your job and other people can see you present in your job is the first step in regaining that sanity this summer. I mean, if you're expecting to work from the kitchen table and have five kids running in and out and asking for snacks and spilling milk all over the paperwork, It's not going to happen. You're going to lose your mind. It's going to fall apart. So that's number one. Number two is talk to yourself about your own expectations. Sit down and really look at these next six to eight weeks and ask yourself okay, what is it that I really want to accomplish in my goal right now? What is my business objective for the next six to eight weeks? Yes, I have a long range goal. Yes, I can see what my plan is for the year, three years, five years. But in the next six to eight weeks, what do I need to produce? How many contacts do I need to make? What number of pages do I need to write? What is my baseline performance that I'm going to set as my minimum expectations for myself? If you're in direct sales, you know that direct sales has seasons when it's hot and when it's cold, when the products are launched and when the products are, you know, not so long. And that you can say, you know What? This period of time is generally our slow period, so therefore I'm going to slow down and match to it, so that when the kids go back in school and it's just before the holiday rush, I can amp up and cover those uh, those those sales. Or I know that if I that my deadline is nine nine months off, if I do the minimum base here, my standard work performs. Set your own clear expectations. Understand you're expecting yourself to do, and understand that maybe. What you did Monday through Friday, nine to five, when the kids were at school, is not going to be the same level of performance you can achieve right now. And set those expectations and be clear with yourself, because otherwise you'll become frustrated very quickly trying to keep up with what you used to do when you don't have the tools and resources to do it. You know, the analogy, it's sort of like trying to run a marathon with a broken leg. You may have trained and trained and trained and trained for that marathon and, you know, been able to hit 10-minute mile paces and been performed really, really great at that, or nine or eight. And then the night before, you, you stumbled, snapped your leg. Are you still expected to show up at the marathon the next morning and run at that same pace or do the best you can? Get it. Your kids are going to take some time out of your productivity, and you need to be clear about what your expectations are. And that also hold to those expectations. If you say, and this is a frustration point in our home, and I'm often guilty of it. Like I said, I haven't mastered it. I'm a work in progress. i give grace. But I may say, okay, today I'm going to work really, really hard. And I've got this late meeting and this late meeting by phone or conference or whatever. And then I'm going to stop. And that I'm going to stop part. I just keep pushing back and pushing back and pushing back. Why? Because I'm driven. I want to succeed. I want to achieve. I want to go for more. Well, what happens is I gave everybody else my expectations, and I failed to follow up, and that created stress. So, so get clear. The second part is take kid breaks. What I've learned over time, still learning it, uh, remember, seven and house right now, they build up energy like a nuclear fusion. And if you don't vent it, or better yet, like uh, if you have one of those uh, crack pots like Grandma used to have, you know, she put it on the stove and – You'd add a little heat, and over time, it'd start to jiggle, and that thing would pop, and then pretty soon, it starts to whistle, and then pretty start it starts to scream. Well, I think it's kind of the same way with kids. You know, They're okay playing a video game for a few minutes or coloring or building with Legos or finding something to do, and then pretty soon, that energy in them starts to heat up and heat up and heat up, and it gets more and more inside of them. And pretty soon you feel that top jiggling and yet you stay right there in your work and you're, you're, you feel the stress building and you're typing as fast as you can or you're trying to make contact connections as quickly as you can and it keeps going and going and going and your stress level is bubbling and then their stress level is bubbling and then the energy level keeps bubbling and then it goes to a whistle and then pretty soon to a scream. At that point, everybody blows up, you know. Whereas if you had taken taken a regular break a little bit earlier, a little bit quicker and just dealt with them or re-diverted them or gone for a walk in the park or, you know, just let some of that energy out, not only would it help you because we all need to get up and take a break move around, during it, right? but it would help them reconnect with you because they don't understand. They don't get it. They need they need to connect and if they have to blow the 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 top off the crock pot to make it happen. They will. Other level of that, not only take a break for the kids, but take a break from the kids. I know we all love our kids. We all want to be with them. We all chose this work so that we could be around our family. But sometimes you just need to get out by yourself and have a cup of coffee. Sometimes you need to go and you know get a haircut, go get a mani-pedi or whatever it is. Sometimes you just need to have a guilt-free moment away from work and away from the kids. When we work from home, we tend to, you know, if we're not at work, we're with the kids. And if we're not with the kids, we're at our desk. And if we're not at our desk, we're at the playground, the soccer field, the baseball game, the whatever. You know, sometimes we just need to be aware, so to speak. Not at work, not with the kids, just with us, ourselves. So, Two breaks, one with the kids, one without it. You know, also, one of the ideas is that it's okay to get out of the house. Go to network meetings. Go to, um, if you're, for instance, a realtor, meeting that they have in your office. Get around other individuals who are working so that you can feel as if you're working. Get dressed back up, you know, sitting around in our sweatsuits and trying to, you know, yoga pants or whatever, and, and running a business, sometimes it, it, it makes us think that we're not legit. Sometimes it makes us feel like, you know, maybe I'm not really building a business and the checks are coming in, deals are closing, the clients are signing up, but getting dressed up in that suit and tie or that dress in the high heels or whatever it is that makes you feel like a business professional, get out of the house and hang out with business professionals helps realign us. To what we do every day helps bring us back into awareness that yeah we are we are you know working parents we are working parents with a mobile office you know our mobile office happens to be located in our homes right now so get out of the house both for yourself and you know like I said there's going to be a lot of both yous and the kids things and get out of the house with the kids it's amazing how much technology can travel. You know, I've got an iPad and a laptop and a cell phone. I can take my iPad somewhere and sit and read or proof a document very, very easily, very, very little technology. Why my kids are at a Monkey Joe's or uh, at the Y or in the playground. They need a visual distraction. They need a new place to play. They need a new jungle to climb, so to speak. Um, So often I will take them to one of those indoor play parks on a rainy day. Cause that's, you know, <laughs> we all know what happens on rainy days with kids during the summer. I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm bored. Um, so I'll take them there. The only thing I wish those people would build like silence rooms so you could see the kids, but not hear the kids, but I'll go and I'll put on my headsets to some white noise I'll have my iPad. The kids are quite content climbing and running and jumping and playing. All of that noise, chaos—they're thriving off. I've got it blocked out, and I'm able to proof something, to read something, to catch up on an article that I want, to work on a radio show, so to speak. You know, if they go to the pool, yes, I'll take 20 minutes, play with them in the water, get them excited, get them engaged. Step out for a few minutes, let them play with their friends, and then come back to what I need and back and forth. understand that just because you work at home doesn't have to work from your home all the time. Let them get out and burn off some energy, hang out with their friends and neighbors, and then guess what? Take some work along. One of the things I, I keep a bag sort of by the door of my office full of some things that I want to read up on, you know, they're not urgent, they're not critical, but there's stuff that's kind of like in my, my sphere of stuff I want to do. And so when I have to run out the door to go to a baseball game or a soccer game or take the kids to someplace, I have this stuff already packed and ready with some pens and papers and pencils and all that stuff. So I can like, I'll grab them and do this little bit of work. You know, I encourage some of my clients to write thank you cards. So have those thank you cards packed in there that they could just jot, you know, through your phone and, and get with some contacts and bottom down. Get out of the house with your kids, let them have a summer as well, and still get some work done. Um, one of my favorite, and I have to give my sister credit for this. Um, she does parent swaps, and just before school lets out or at the very beginning of school, they all the parents in the neighborhood with similar age sit down and figure out what day is your day. Two or three parents scheduled throughout the month or throughout the summer break that. It's understood that you're the parent of duty. Like all the kids come to your house, you're in charge of lunch, you're in charge of snacks, you're in charge of the whole day, you know, three to five kids, boom. Guess Because guess what? Next week, it's my day. And next week, it's your day or whatever it is. And, you know, the nice thing is it's scheduled out so you can plan your business around it. Like, okay, it's it's a, a The No work day, because from 9 until noon or 9 until 5, I'm the mommy on call, or I'm the daddy on call for the neighborhood, Um, and vice versa. I have a complete day where the kids are at the neighbors, so those are great running running errands days, setting long appointments, traveling longer distances for meetings, because I know ahead of time my schedule is set up take time to send them out of the house, so to speak, to meet with other stay-at-home parents in your area. Hey, look, let's work out some kind of swap. I know you're probably stressing. I'm probably stress- stressing. Let's figure out a way to make this happen. One way to take it a step further is to sit down and have family dinners, larger family dinners. Like the three families get together now and, you know, all gather around and share a meal. Why? Right? Because it takes the burden of having to rush to cook on top of everything else that's going on. Throwing hot dogs on a grill for five families is just as easy as throwing hot dogs on a grill for one family. But the kids get a chance to it, They get to have a summer. And the parents get to talk and share frustrations. Because part of parenting is frustrating. Part of parenting is hard. And if you're not talking to their parents about it and sharing their experience about it, you'll go insane. I promise you. So take time out to get with them and share your experience going on. Also, it can become a very little business networking group that because other stay-at-home parents or work-at-home parents understand the struggles that you do but also see the solutions you're creating in your business, they'll be your best advocates. They'll be your best sales rep. They'll be your best referral source if they know what your business is sit down and have those meetings and get together. One of the things that I've had to adopt from time to time is that I need to work odd hours. You know, kids need sleep, I need work. Um, So now I get up extra early in the morning. I'm typically up at five in the morning so I can get a head start on stuff I need to do so that I can take those two or three hours out in the middle of the morning or middle of the day to give to them and be available for them. Vice versa, if there's something I need to really focus in, I know it's going to take a lot of time and I need to be in the silence, then maybe I'll work the off hour in the middle of the day or the um, middle of the night, so to speak. I'll I'll stay up past their time. When my kids were much younger, you know, everybody used to say, oh, you can get so much work done in nap time. Don't worry. When they take a nap, you'll catch up. I don't know who came up with that lie because it does not work. I'm sorry. For a lot of times when my kids were napping, I was so exhausted from being up all night doing the diaper, doing the crate that I would be napping, okay? So don't bank on nap time as you recover. Time is an errand and running time where you can have a babysitter or a nanny or grandparent come in and sit where they're quietly with and you take off. Uh, I have a friend and their family owns a restaurant. So a lot of their business is in the evening to night time. So when they're at work running the restaurant, the kids are obviously you know, at home with the nanny. They have a second nanny that comes in in the middle of the day so that they can catch up on sleep so that they can show up at work again. So don't be afraid to work the odd hours, but also understand that you need rest. You need to recharge. You need to refocus. Because if you don't, you'll wear yourself thin. You'll wear yourself really and, and that's when that kettle starts to boil over, so to speak. Now, one of the things that my mother was great at, and uh, I'm starting to implement, not as well as her. You know, it seems like we're, our parents are always better at some of the stuff we try and do as parenting. But she used to put us to work. Yeah, we would wake up in the summertime, and we would have a list of jobs or tasks that we were required to do. And we would get to move to the fun zone of the day until those tasks were completed. And now my mother, <clears throat> when my mother told you you had a job to do, she just gave you the title of the job, the expectation, and that was it. You, you pretty much had to get it done and don't keep coming back and asking questions. You were supposed to know what was expected of you. Um, and so we would wake up and we would have a list of tasks. It may be something as simple as cleaning out our drawers for the day, organizing our closet, you know, um, weeding the garden. As we got older, the tasks became a little bigger and a little more complicated. But there were a series of tasks, three or four things that we knew we had to move through before the TV came on, before uh, we got to go out and play with our friends, before we moved on. And what it really taught us was first a great work ethic, but also prioritizing ourselves and our prioritizing our day and the idea that if you want, you earn. It also gave my mom a chance, like, okay, the kids are busy working on their stuff and work on my stuff. And then when they finish up, we go through and check the chores kind of thing, give us our our stars and our permission slip to go. And then we had worked ourselves up into being so excited to go out and do something or play something or whatever, that then again, it allowed her another period of time because we were engaged in what we had been working towards. So, don't, and also in that job performance piece, understand that you're teaching a valuable lesson that, you know what, we all have jobs to do. Dad's job happens to occur over here at this desk. Your job happens to occur over there at Fido's bowl that needs to be cleaned and washed and filled or whatever. But we all have jobs to do. My job helps with this, your job helps with that. So, my kids have a series of jobs. their jobs list change both as they grow old er and um, also based on the season, like summertime versus school time. school time jobs are different than uh, summertime jobs. But you know what? give your kids a job. let them know the importance. One of the other tools I like to do is post my schedule on my office door um, so that my kids now, now you know when I'm free and when I'm busy, they understand that, oh, here's the schedule. And, and we go through it. We talk about it. We talk about it actually as a family. So you'll see know, the week ahead, and there will be different color zones for work, for play, for lunch, you know, all the things that we're going to do through the day. And the kids will have their color, you know, their one-on-one time colors so that they can look at the schedule. And they may not necessarily understand the 2 to 2.45 part, but they understand that they have a place in the schedule, that I've carved out space for them on the schedule, that they're as significant as the work that I'm doing. So when they get up and they look down and they're like, oh, we have blue time after lunch, family fun time, or, oh, we have blue time all night. Okay. They have something to look forward to, but they also have the expectation of what's happening for the day. Because if they don't know what's coming, they're crazy. They're chaotic. They're disoriented. They're lost. You know, it's it's just, and I'm constantly trying to manage the troops. So that's what I mean by setting the expectation early on. And don't worry if you have to call in help, if you have to call in that babysitter, that nanny, that granny, that friend down the street every so often, because things just are too much for you. You know, parenting is not a sport. You know, somebody takes a community. I really believe that because the energy that I have between me and my kids is different than the energy they have with their school teacher or their friends down the street or my you know, their best friend's parents. They need to have those interactions. And so schedule them in. Know ahead of time. Look, you know, we have friends up the street that we've already planned out which night sleepovers and things like that. So the kids have something to earn and work towards. Our family rule, though, during summertime is that we have a set of orders. We get up. We get dressed, we make the bed, we eat the breakfast, then we began our chores. They get up, get dressed, make the bed. That's everybody. That's from Dad all the way down to the dog, so to speak. Everybody's getting up, getting dressed, making the bed, meeting for breakfast. Have the breakfast morning meeting where we sit down and talk about the day ahead. We plan the day ahead. We set expectations for what's going to happen. I ask them, what do you want to do? What don't you do? What if this? What if that? They get a clear understanding. Then we move into our jobs as a sign. And if it's a nanny day, that's about the time she comes in. And we do the meeting again briefly with her. It's a business that I'm running in my home. I'm very successful at it. I'm very successful in many businesses. But the way I am is because I treat everybody equally, from my kids at the table to the corporate board members that I meet with. I give them a set of availability schedules, and I do it for my kids. Now, yes, I have to be more flexible with my children, and, yes, I want to be more flexible with my kids because they're my kids. I love them. I do this because I want to spend as much time as I can with them. But I also want them to grow up and understand to have the things that they, we have in life. There's a that prices work, and I enjoy my work, but I have to make a commitment and follow through. And I have to model them, model that for them during then than any other time, because where else are they going to learn it? You know, Our schools don't teach entrepreneurship. Our schools don't teach creating business and chasing dreams and living life full. And so when I'm with my kids and when my kids see me working from home, yes, I want them to know that's dad's office. And dad goes in there and works. They don't completely understand that I talk to people. Uh, That's my job because they talk to people. But they kind of get a bit of what I do. And they see how it's done. And they understand that, you know, because we do this, we can do this. Or because I worked late the night before, we now have extra time for this today. I want them to understand that because life is not going to be easy for them they're going to have to face challenges. they're going to have to make a commitment they're going to have to burn the midnight oil and I want them to see it for me that burning the midnight oil has its own reward all right so I love the opportunity to work from home I love the opportunity to sit down with my kids and go over my schedule and show them what I'm doing and what I'm hoping to achieve and how I'm going to make it so it's interesting we all have vision boards. I have my vision board, my kids have my their vision boards. And when we get to sit down and we have like monthly vision board meetings where we talk about them again and re, you know, energize them so to speak. Like, oh, you did that one and you did that one and I did this one and I did that one. And they see how that the work that we're doing as individuals and as a family helping us achieve those vision boards, all the pieces start to come together. So, see working with your kids at working from home this summer with your kids in underfoot and climbing on your desk and borrowing your favorite pen and opening a notebook and seeing scribble marks in it when it was supposed to be used for something else. All of that is a chance to model to them how having a life of a success is quite a little trace, but it has great rewards that if you want to be able to live a certain way, you have to behave in a certain way. You have to work show them the rewards of success. I think there is nothing more fun in my day than jumping up, coming out of my office, and like doing my happy dance because I I landed a contract or found a new client or whatever the thing I'm working on, finished the blog or you know edited something else, getting it done and doing the happy dance and showing them how happy I am to be working and how much joy I have in my job and how they get in the middle of that. And all else fails, all else fails. I'm telling you this. Do not feel guilty about the electronic babysitter. Do not be afraid of the iPad. Make sure what you're u- programming is you know, appropriate, but don't be afraid of it because it's only summertime. We'll all make it through. We'll all end up on the other side, successful and happy, and the kids will be fine, and our businesses will regain their momentum. So you know, take a little bit of this in stride. It's summertime. It won't last forever, and neither will your kids being young and underfoot. So enjoy both as you can. All right, and next week I've got a few more tips to kick you off. But uh, for today, just take a deep breath. Find a little time for yourself and enjoy life. And if I can help you with that, reach out and let me know.
0: Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to ericgreed.com. That's eric g r e i d and like us on Facebook slash Eric G. Reed Success Coaching. Join us next time for Success Coaching with Eric Reed.